This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, lovers of fashion, beauty, and wellness are about to descend on Shada's Al Jawahir Reception and Convention Center as the ASEAN exhibition and conference kicks off from this Thursday. We're about to be joined by Hanan Al Mahmoud, CEO of JRCC, where she's going to be taking us inside this exciting new exhibition, the events, the speakers expected on stage, and so much more over the four days that it is all happening. That's next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats, Life Beats. with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, it is Life Beats on Pulse 95. Now, Al Jawahir Reception Convention Centre JRCC has announced a list of speakers who are going to be headlining the first edition of ASEAN Exhibition and Conference. It's Sharjah's first conference and exhibition that is focusing on beauty, fashion and wellness. It's the event uh, that is going to be taking place from the 18th to the 21st of April at JRCC here in Sharjah. Now, uh, speakers of the event, uh, which is being held under the patronage of Her Highness Sheikh Jawahir bint Muhammad Al-Qasimi, wife of His Highness, the ruler of Sharjah and chairperson of the Supreme Council for Family Affairs, include global experts in the fields of beauty, medicine and wellness. Now, uh, to tell us more, I am so excited to welcome back into the Life Beats studio, Hanan Al-Mahmoud, CEO of Al-Jawahir Reception Convention Center. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Sally. It's great to be back and thank you for giving us this opportunity to talk about this very important event. It's I great love to this. See you again. I love this. We're known, uh, well, the JRCC is known for having the bridal fair every year. Yes. This has been your big event, uh, you know, th- that does have some kind of a focus on fashion, of course, but bridal fashion. But you've taken it in a whole kind of bigger direction this year. So tell us about what we can expect. So you're absolutely right. I mean, following the success of the Sharjah Bridal Fair, we decided to broaden the scope and outreach a little bit. We've noticed that in the previous years, out of the 5,000 guests that we get during the four days of the Sharjah Bridal Fair, only 200 of them are brides. So the rest of them are just regular women, married, not married, mothers, not mothers, and they were just here for the fashion and the beauty and the shopping experience before Ramadan. So we thought, why not change the concept of the exhibition instead of just restricting it as a bridal fair just turn it into a general meeting platform for all lovers of beauty and fashion and wellness in general that is why we spin it off to ASEAN which is derived from the Arabic word Zina or anything that woman uses to beautify herself Mm. so yeah this is our first year and we're hoping that it'll follow the success of the Sharjah Bridal Fair and take it to new heights hopefully I've just been looking at the program uh, over the four days. It does, of course, uh, go from the 18th of April. So this Thursday is the opening um, all the way until the 21st. So until Sunday. Um, and you've got so much going on. You've got uh, talks and sessions. You've got fashion shows going on. Um, experts in all uh, different aspects of health and beauty and wellness. Uh, talk to us about you know, how you thought about putting this together. 
Well, there are a lot of exhibitions around the country, especially during this time before Ramadan, and they tend to focus more on the commercial aspect of it. So it's just a shopping experience. However, we wanted it to be different because we, we always have, um, we're committed to raise awareness and the importance of attracting more expertise into these sectors. So we wanted to use it as an educational platform to enrich women in general, not only with the, from a shopping aspect by providing them with, with what are the latest trends in the market, but addressing very important topics when it came to their health or their wellness being in general. That is why we always made sure, even during the previous versions of Sharjah Bridal Fair, to have a program that runs... Um, during the exhibition, absolutely free of charge. Anybody could just stop uh, stop at the main arena of the event and just have a seat at, at a session of their choice and listen to different experts that are covering very important topics relating to their interests. So this year we tried to divide ASEAN's four days. The first day is a general opening day. It'll have like a couple of sneak peek, sneak peek fashion shows uh, showing or showcasing a random selection from the different fashion exhibitors just to give you an idea of what you're looking for. However, the second day, which is the 19th will be the beauty day mm-hmm. the speakers on the day will cover uh, topics with regards to um, beauty makeup uh, skincare and so on the 20th of april which is the health day will cover topics that have to do with physical health and mental health and then you have the fashion day on the 21st which will which is the last day which will carry also the fashion awards and um, uh, dedicate um, the entire day completely to fashion shows and to topics with regards to finding your own personal style and that's the trends and so on i love that you got f- the fashion awards as well talk to us a bit about that who's uh Who's going to be part of that? Well, the fashion awards every year tend to focus on putting a spotlight on emerging new designers in the in the market and um, encourage them in a way that gives them the 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 opportunity to interact with the panel of judges that can direct them and um, perhaps give them a little bit or share a little bit of their expertise from their own personal experiences. So in the previous years, we've awarded um, uh, fashion designers through categories that ranged from ready to wear to travel wear to bridal wear this year we're again um launching um four different categories three different categories actually so there the fashion applicants are competing in a category of best evening abayas there's a category of the best uh, ready-to-wear collection and um um a line uh, as well for travel wear so what we're happy what we're doing is we're getting a panel of, of judges uh, that uh, compose of an image consultant um, rana saab khulud thani who is an emirati fashion design pioneer and has her own brand, Bint Thani, as well as uh, Marvat Ghanem, who is the CEO and founder and editor of Muse Arabia. So during the final fashion show on the 21st, it'll just be the shortlisted entries in a fashion show in front of a very huge crowd that are normally cheering for their favorite brand, valuable prizes, cash, and um, others as well. And uh, so... um, that is basically one of the aspects of uh, Sharjah Bridal, Bridal Fair that we wanted to continue and grow on instead of just stop. And th- and that's what I wanted to ask you. You know, this is uh, definitely one of the things you should uh, keep because it does encourage innovation from emerging designers. And, and, you know, that encouragement is something you can't get enough of when you are, you know, starting up and, and presenting yourself to the world exactly. in your designs. Exactly. Uh, but what other aspects are you kind of taking from the bar- bridal fair and bringing here into ASEAN? We also saw that the beauty awards were quite um, a success in the Sharjah Bridal Fair. So in the same sense, but obviously with a different judging panel, we have um, artists that are competing in a best makeup category and best evening uh, hair up category. Wow. So they tend to do the demonstration 
competition live for an hour. They get models and then they have a strict um, set of rules in terms of what tools can they use. And there oh, are, really? Yeah, and there, there are restrictions. Exactly. And then there are, oh, and you don't know what model are you getting? How how long is her hair? How thick is her hair? What are What is the type of, so are there are a lot of challenges. Plus add to that the factor that you're on a stage in front of, you know, an audience that is literally watching every, you know, step that you do and you get judged by the end of it. And there is one makeup artist winner of the day and one hairstylist artist of the day as well. So that's, again, backed by popular demand and hopefully as successful as the previous years. No pressure. I know. <laughs> Tell me about it. You know, it. because what we're seeing on things like Instagram at the moment I'm just seeing this explosion of makeup artists. I know. Um, and it's not just the professional ones. Everyone's trying True. their hand at it and getting creative and, you know, um, just finding really interesting, exciting ways of doing things. True. You're so absolutely right. I love the creativity behind I it. Know. I know. And we try to restrict it into evening looks and not avant-garde because we know that could go really crazy. <laughs> People are just, you know, getting better and better. They, they would scary. There are 15-year-olds now that can put makeup better than you and me, you know. So at the end of it is something exciting to keep tabs on and something very entertaining for anybody to watch. Even if you're not a, make- a makeup or a hairstyles enthusiast, just being there and, you know, seeing the whole action of the the, the competition build up, it's quite exactly. an experience. Yeah. That is so fun. That's yes, amazing. And indeed. just when you watch, you know, you see the um, the videos online, uh, they, you know, the those, um, uh, the time-lapse videos yes. where they're putting on the makeup and suddenly this incredible face emerges. I know. You can see it in real life you know, know that's fantastic i love it we are talking to uh hanal mahmoud she is the ceo of jrcc all about Azian, the exciting new exhibition and conference all about fashion beauty wellness it's starting on thursday so mark your calendars uh we're just going in depth we're telling you everything that uh, you can see there and there's so much to do it's amazing lots more to come right after this this is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. Welcome back to Life Beats here on Pulse 95. And we are talking all things fashion, beauty, health, and wellness uh, because ASEAN is coming up. It is going to be at JRCC, and uh, you want to be there. Right here in Sharjah, there's so much coming up, Hanan, um, including uh, a whole lot of speakers that include experts and celebrities, stylists, designers, and so much more. I'm excited for this. Let's talk. All right. So basically, we made sure to diversify the program for women of different ages, different backgrounds and different needs. So on the health day, we have um, Dr. Khadija Al-Jifri, who is a consultant dermatologist at Dermamed. She's going to talk about um, aesthetic treatments, expectations versus reality. It's very important to speak about this topic because women tend to have extremely high expectations from certain treatments and they tend to over use them or abuse them in a sense where some treatments that are meant to be done let's say once every few months are being done on a regular basis and then and a very you know um um, and a a very transparent attempt to look um, in a certain way or fit a certain image that is not necessarily the healthiest in addition to that we're also um following up on that beauty topic on the next day which is the beauty day by having um, a cryolan professional professional makeup trainer Nadi Muhammad who will talk about general tips in applying makeup 
flawlessly and what actually suits every different face type because we find out that this is a very important topic which never gets old there is always somebody who is looking for you know little hacks and little kind of tricks to make their either their nose look a bit slimmer or hide a flaw or you know make sure to cover pigmentation in a certain sense or you know yeah that there's always not only new products coming up but these makeup artists are always finding new ways of using them exactly, um, and helping people who have different uh, skin types, who have different shapes of faces and whatever to bring out the best uh, in each of us, not to just hide exactly what we've got. But to exactly. Bring out and sometimes, you know, the, the least the least amount of, you know, products that you put could make a huge difference if they're used the right way. And now there are so many hacks about using one product in two or three different ways and achieving a whole, you know, fresh look by in a very affordable way mm. we're also following up on the same day by having um, clinical psychologist and counselor Sarah Anabulsi speak on different methods um, to develop mindfulness and best practices recommended um, personally very excited for this session because I believe that there are a lot of um, there's a lot of knowledge that needs to be transferred to the audience and during such sessions or having such experts um, the, the the subject of mindfulness could lead you to a lot of other let's say conditions that may be considered taboo for women in general to address or to confirm, um, be it anxiety or depression or something that could just affect your general well-being. And especially with the amongst the stress of having um, being um, a working woman, a mother or um, handling different responsibilities. So during this session, it'll be actually interactive. She'll have a number of exercises where the audience would be engaged uh, and would be able to identify if they have any certain set of conditions that they need, as well as enrich them um, with information on the topic of mindfulness and how you should be aware of your emotions at all times and how would that determine the quality of the life that you're leading based on how you would reflect on these emotions. We love fashion. We love beauty. Uh, we love makeup. We love all of those things. But we have to acknowledge as well that there is a direct correlation sometimes between how much we want to do to ourselves True. Uh, in true. terms of um, whether it's, you know, wearing too much makeup or uh, doing too many um, aesthetic procedures, true. you know, on ourselves and and the correlation between that and how we feel about exactly. ourselves mentally, our mental state as true. well. And so I think it's amazing that you are having Sara Nabosi yes. um, being part of this particular interactive session. Yes, it is very important because like you said, to some people, it is a void that would never be filled. So the more you do, the more you feel that you need to do. That is why, unfortunately, you would find people who would often go to aesthetic procedures they would be okay after the first couple of sessions but then they would tend to overdo it and they would tell you they would admit it we can't stop like we we got botox you know to uh, to avoid wrinkles but then we overdid it we wanted to slim our nose but then we did what to define our jawline and then it just keeps on dragging and before you know it they're every month at the clinic door looking for something else to inject in just to make them feel like they're doing something to better themselves and they would I find them they end up looking exactly the same there isn't a sense of you know uniqueness or character in it so it is very important to pause stop and just ask yourself the question of why are you doing that what is it that you're trying to prove and would you really be satisfied with yourself looking back after you've realized how much you have 
spent in terms of time or money to try to become something that maybe you're not. So there's a very thin line of using beauty to bring out the best in you and using beauty as an excuse to change who you are trying to be somebody else. And that's what we're looking to addressing through a number of these panels. Absolutely. You've also uh, got styling sessions with uh, the likes of uh, Rana Saab, who Mm -hmm. is going to be there as well. So Rana Saab is a stylist, a professional stylist. She has personally provided her services to a lot of celebrities. Um, maybe uh, uh, some of them that are worth mentioning is actually Eva Longoria as well. So uh, Rana Saab will pretty much talk about um, how do you build an, a brand or an image of yourself through your looks that doesn't change with fashion or trends. You need to have your own unique characteristic or brand that would yes be um, slightly livened up by these trends but not entirely changed because at the end you need to be comfortable with who you are and how you dress and it needs to reflect the way that you think Mm. and project the right image and we're also following up with uh, Emirati fashion pioneer Khulud Thani who is the owner of the brand Bint Thani and one of the very first um, Emiratis to actually pursue an education and fashion. She's brilliant. Yes so she's actually talking about how to uh, find the right abaya style in the midst of the changing trends because as you can see now there are the craziest designs out there and you know if you just follow the flow you might lose a sense of who you are so again back to the to the same topic of trying to find the right fit and the right image for you the one that makes you look at your best and what would work for you might not work for others what i love so much is this is you know all of these are experts in their fields yes um so they're talking about uh these kind of things that it's something that everybody has to consider now thinking about how they present themselves uh not just you know when they're socializing but as well day to day true um and so there is this focus now on brand and how important that can be and it can just it can make or break who you are exactly and it's all interconnected if you think about it we're we're talking about outside beauty we're also talking about reflecting your inner beauty we're talking about well wellness in general mindfulness so all of these things interlink to improve your quality of life, the more you're happy about yourself and the more you're happy about who you are and how you express it to others, you, the more you are at ease and at peace and can just go on with your life and achieve so much more. I love it. We're going to come back and uh, talk about uh, Dana Gharib as yes. well. Uh, she is also conducting an amazing session. More to come right here on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. We are here with Hanan Al Mahmoud talking the brand new exhibition, Azian. It's incredibly exciting. It's happening from Thursday at Al Jawahir Reception and Convention Center. You've got an amazing lineup of uh, speakers, Hanan. Um, another one that we need to highlight is uh, Sara Azadi. Yes. So Sara Zaidi was one of the first Emirati life coaches and author of self-help books and we're we're getting her to lead a session on finding your voice of confidence at the workplace. Mm. Um, again, in the sessions and the speakers are trying to address all different types of women and working women are one of them and one of the very important um, topics that we wanted to cover we've noticed that a lot of women don't have necessarily their voice of confidence at their workplaces or they tend to shy away from speaking up or sharing ideas or often get their ideas stolen or credited to other people just because they feel like they don't have the the right or the 
or the necessary tools to speak up and put their ideas forward. So SAR would be pretty much leading, again, an interactive kind of a session that would give them some techniques and some set some goals and objectives for them so that they can walk out of it stronger and more confident and hopefully start to apply what they've learned in their own workplaces. I love that. Powerful. This is very, very powerful. Sara mm-hmm. Azadi. Uh, this is going to be happening on... On the April April the twentieth, you've got yes. her uh, coming on at uh, seven fifty. Yes, um, this is uh, in the program that we're looking at. Uh, Dana Garib is uh, also a very interesting figure who is going to be uh, making an appearance. Dana is one of the latest. Um, um, I would say success stories when it came to um, certified um, dietitians. Mm. She um, started sharing her personal journey on social media. She's a very successful working mom of two. She shared her, she shared her personal journey towards finding a healthier life balance in terms of amidst the different uh, trends of diets that we see, you know, vegan, keto diets, uh, what are the right ways to diet if you're pregnant, if you're breastfeeding, and something that she would like to call or the professionals would like to call the fourth trimester because, you know, pregnancy is three trimesters. However, the fourth one is right after you give birth. So which is a very important uh, uh, time in the in the, in the lifespan of a mother after giving birth. And there's a certain um, required nutritional needs for that. She's also talking about um, weight gain and weight loss during IVF. She will basically help you identify a balance between finding what is the right diet for you and the trick on finding or developing a a general lifestyle that you can continue and not just focus on for a certain period of time to lose weight because the aim is to live healthier and to live better and to find something that you can sustain over the years and even inspire others to do so. So we're very happy to be flying her in from Kuwait and um, hosting her on the 20th of April in her session that will be around 8 to 50 p.m. She will also have some uh, time to do some personal one-to-one consultations with anybody that would like to um, uh, work with her. The exciting thing about uh, Dana is because she's one of these um, um, latest um, um, dietitians on social media, she's following the trend of actually recruiting these um, clients that are interested in her services through social media. So you don't actually have to be in Kuwait to follow up with her. Mm. She is very um, hands-on. She would um, communicate with you on WhatsApp and make sure that you're, you literally take pictures of your meals. She would identify the numbers of calories, tell you what to change, follow up your weight plan. And so it, she's making it very easy for the busy woman at this time to make sure that they don't have any excuse of not finding the right time or means to hire a dietitian or to focus on this aspect of their life. So we're hoping that people would be interested in what she has to offer. And I'm personally very excited to meet her as well. That is amazing. That is really unique, you know, uh, where, you know, you can do everything on social media now. Yes. Um, uh, you can discover new people, you can make contact, but, you know, to have somebody who's coaching you exactly. over social media That's just such a brilliant idea. I know. She filled the right gap. And, you know, people are just looking for now more and more uh, easy means to get the services that they're looking for. Because you're talking about as well um, uh, what you mentioned there in terms of uh, making sure uh, that you have the right nutrition during pregnancy. But in the fourth trimester, Mm -hmm. uh, as we say, after you have the baby, that's often completely overlooked. True. And even when you're uh, pregnant, there is always that emphasis of, it's it's either it's either don't worry do whatever you want you're eating for two yes or 
oh, you know, you don't want to gain too much weight and whatever, which is completely the wrong The majority mindset. of them, what I've noticed, I mean, from my own personal experience and my set of friends is that they would say avoid the obvious things like raw food, like, oh, sushi is a no-no or mayonnaise or I can't do mm. that. But then what happens is that they again they give themselves the excuse of eating for two you don't eat for two technically you're supposed to still eat within the right portions the baby gets what they need however there are essential parts of the fetus development where you need to um, get a certain supply of of um, certain oils to avoid losing brain fat cells or so things that that exactly exactly and there are certain periods and for every trimester there's a different diet so dana will be speaking more about this and about the fourth trimester which again coincides with breastfeeding for a lot of mothers and unfortunately right after they give birth mothers tend to worry about weight loss immediately and this is a very important the the fourth trimester is a very sensitive area a a very sensitive time Mm. uh, after giving birth because that is when you tend to Um, just bounce back your hormones are not really balanced in place you're breastfeeding you're tired you're exhausted the lack of sleep doesn't help so it needs its own personal care plan and it's not just something that you can wing you know yeah yeah, absolutely I love how you're covering all aspects of uh, this whole fashion beauty and uh, wellness journey uh, and we're going to be continuing the conversation in uh, just a moment uh, with Hanan um, and asking the question uh, can men be part of this as well more to come after this this is pulse 95 you're listening to the life beats podcast life beats life beats with sally musa only on pulse 95 yes we are talking uh, as yana brand new exhibition coming to sharjah all about fashion and beauty and wellness at uh, Al Jawahar Reception and Convention Center. Hanan Mahmoud, the CEO of JLCC, is here. And uh, Hanan, there is so much here. It's amazing and really, really exciting. But um, the tickets, people uh, purchasing the tickets, this is um, important to mention that 20% of the proceeds are in fact going to be going to Friends of Cancer Patients. True, that's correct. We always try to have um, a form of a contribution to a select charity year by year in all the different endeavors and events that we have and friends of cancer patients is one of our um let's say favorite um charity organizations because it addresses a very wide um uh, spectrum of patients across the uae and across the country so we tend to try to support them in whatever way that we can and we just got recently in touch with them and told them about that and we told them even if the fee wasn't that high it's just a nominal fee but at least it's the least that we can do to help them and in their very a plausible cause amazing well done on that you've got to, how many ex- ex- exhibitors have you got for we're this? looking at around 85 mm. between the different sections mm. and you've uh, split it up very wisely yes. into all of the different sections whether it's fashion whether it's beauty uh, your wellness areas as well um, so that uh, you know when you go in you want to see everything all at once. Yes. It's very important for us that when you walk out of the exhibition, you have a successful shopping experience. And we believe that that can be enhanced if you have everything that is that belongs to one category in one place. So you can compare choices and prices and walk out with um, purchases that you're extremely happy with. And mm. that is why we were very particular in terms of segmenting these exhibitors and making sure that they fall in the category where they belong. Something that we've been talking about as well is uh, beauty. Yes. for men true and fashion even yes when you know this is the thing you know men uh, and i find particular and i this is a great thing 
that Emirati men tend to uh, take extremely good care of their grooming. Yes. And this is vital. You know, all men should be doing it, yes. quite frankly. Um, but, you know, often this happens that they don't talk about it. They don't uh, want to talk about the fact that, that they take such good care of themselves. But yes. this is becoming a bigger and bigger trend, isn't it? Yes. I think they're, they're probably not as big of spenders as women, obviously, because this is a passion for women. Even if they don't need to buy beauty products, they would just go they and will. buy it for the hell of it. You know? But the thing is, for men, it's, it's like you said, it's extremely something which is necessary. It's personal hygiene and grooming to them. But they, I think it's the practical side of them that kind of pushes them to do their choices in a more um, practical way, either sort out things online or work with a certain clinic that they're comfortable with or purchase products, you know, from a certain store. So they don't tend to elaborate in that in in a sense of visiting exhibitions and just going around and checking what's the latest. And Mm. that is something that requires a little bit of fun and enjoyment while doing it. I think to men, it's more more of um, a means towards an end, but for women, it's enjoying the actual journey of right. comparing all of these products. ASEAN, however, is not strictly for women. I mean, we are, yes, true, the fashion section is, is directed towards women. However, the other sections that are promoting general wellness and health services and the food courts, for example, those are very gender neutral. So men are more than welcome to come. If there were, if there were any of the ladies that would like to come with their husbands, their family members, their brothers, they're more than happy to do so. And a lot of the sales officers that are actually there are also men. So it's um, unlike what the general perception is. It's not a strictly female-only event. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I love it. Uh, And we could see it open up even more next year. Who knows? Um, But, you know, you've thought about everything. What I love about you, Hanan, uh, the the way that you run uh, JRCC is you pay attention to every little detail. It doesn't matter what event you've got going on. Uh, And the same goes for this. Yes, it's true. I mean, we there's a lot of thought that goes into the design of any of our signature events. And I'm so proud that our team does everything internally on our own. We never work with event companies. Yes, we work with suppliers if we needed an, an extra boost to our AV systems or light systems, or if we needed to work with a carpentry to uh, fabricate these stands. But the work itself, the idea, the brainstorming session, the mood boards, we even do focus groups with our clients and our customers to understand what they're looking for. And it's a very long process, which is which could be excruciating but at the end is very rewarding to see the the success and the satisfaction rates out of these signature events so we're so happy that we can constantly contribute and bring something new to the market and to hear the amazing feedback that we get we're standing at a 98% satisfaction rate in general in Al Jawahar we have a dedicated after sales and customer service executive her pure job is to design surveys and just collect feedback from everything be it clients or suppliers or third party partners a third party partner so basically what we're constantly checking and rechecking um, how happy are our clients with our services and what can we do to improve them and that is something that we would like to call to call a five-star service because you know we are a convention center we can't really be given a star rating we're not like a hotel but at the same time we would like to register with people as a five-star venue and live up to their expectations of her highness leading this place and her vision for what it should provide absolutely we love it uh, 5 p.m it all kicks off this thursday april the 18th as yan uh 
congratulations. Thank Mabruk. you so much, Sally. This is very exciting. We would love to have you over. I, I wish you could make it. I'm not sure with your busy schedule, but would love to have you. I'm looking forward to seeing you there, Hannah. Thank you so and much, And checking Sally. it all out. And uh, yeah, so uh, very exciting stuff from the 18th to the 21st. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.